I spent years living all the way in the box, afraid to step out, afraid to truly grab hold of my dream. And now I'm breaking through, and I invite you to join me. Your breakthrough starts now. Coming up on today's show, get ready to be inspired and transformed with our featured guests. Find out what's trending and get advice on life's daily challenges with Erica's top tips of the day. All of this and so much more coming up. So stay tuned. This is your one-stop shop for inspiration. The Erica Latrice Show. And now, here's your host, Erica. Hello and welcome to the Erica Latrice Show. This is your one-stop shop for inspiration. Let me tell you, this is your one-stop shop because I have a double dose of inspiration for you on today's episode. And I'm so excited because we're talking about finding that balance, understanding what lights you up, but being aware of those obstacles that can come along the way to keep you stuck and keep you from fully fulfilling what it is that you are desiring to complete today. So we have special guest, Julie Allen, who is the CEO of Mary Rose and W Boutique. And her story is one that I'm telling you, it's not only going to inspire you, but it's going to help you not downplay or feel bad about anything that may come along your path on your way to what I'm going to call greatness because she is a living testimony of what it means to keep pushing. And we also have Dina. Dina is inspiring me to go back and get some next level education. She's an expert in family law. She is absolutely a gem and she has some great tips for you as well on today's show. So I am just kickstarting this episode and this time right now because I've had a bit of a break to encourage you and just remind you of the purpose of this show. I'm going live. I'm sharing with you on a daily basis for inspiration and not just inspiration in the get hyped up, walk away and go do nothing way, but really to inspire you to understand that if you're seeing the Julies of the world, you're seeing the Dinas, you're seeing other people step out and live their dreams, step out and take action towards their goals. It simply means that there is no excuse for you. You are now, you've been exposed to information that you matter, that you're being equipped and that someone needs to hear your voice. So we're going to take a short break. My question to you during this break is, have you experienced any obstacles along the way that actually worked out for the best? Have you experienced obstacles along the way to your goals, your dreams, whatever you're working on right now? You know, I don't. But have you experienced them and what were you doing along the way? So take this break, uh, participate. And when I come back, we're jumping straight into the Be Inspired Cafe so that you can hear from our special guest today. So don't go anywhere. Get ready to soar at the upcoming Amplify Her Born to Soar conference. You can get your tickets at borntosoarconference.com with options for the VIP upgrade, and it's all designed to help you expand your reach, increase your voice, to stand on your story. If you're ready to get around like-minded women on a mission, then this is the best place to get started. So we'll see you at our upcoming event. Go to borntosoarconference.com. Yes, this episode is brought to you today by me. <laughs> no, Born to Soar Conference. I'm telling you, I'll get your tickets. There are free tickets available right now at borntosoarconference.com. I'm so ready to jump into the Be Inspired Cafe with our first guest because her story, the minute that I heard it, it was just so inspiring to me. And I won't, I won't ruin it. I'm going to let her do you um, the favor of sharing it. So welcome with me into the Be Inspired Cafe today. Powerhouse entrepreneur, speaker, 
I'll give her like seven other titles. Julie <laughs> Allen, how are you doing today? Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited um, to have you because I feel like sometimes when we go through challenges or something that we have to get over, the outcome is either I'm going to hide it, I'm going to be ashamed of it, and I'm going to shrink back, or I'm going to be ignited by it and help other people. So okay. you're definitely the latter in that example. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself, what it is you do, um, and how you got to the place you are today sharing with others? For sure. Yeah. So my name is Julie and I am the CEO at Mary Rose Northwest Boutique, which is a size inclusive, um, body positive, self-love promoting, women empowering, women clothing boutique. We have a cute little brick and mortar store located in downtown Oregon City, Oregon, which is just outside of Portland, Oregon. Our entire mission there is that all bodies are beautiful and deserve to feel that way. So we work very hard to be inclusive and just love on everybody, right? And so I also founded the Mary Rose Foundation, which is a nonprofit, a 501c3 that I founded a few years ago that helps fund treatment for people suffering with eating disorders. I suffered with anorexia and bulimia for about 15 years growing up. I have been in recovery for 10 years now, and it is now my mission to help empower people to live their lives. Wow. So this is the thing that's so amazing to me about your story is that you just shared 15 years Very and I know when we're yes and congrats to you, um, you. I don't even know if congrats is the best word but seriously like hats mm -hmm. off because sometimes when we're going through trials or struggles we can feel like it defines us and after 15 years someone can uh, could think like oh this is my life this is what I'm bound to what was that what was that moment for you when you decided or when you came out of that 15 years and was able to decide to actually help other people that may be facing that? You know, 15 years is a very, very long time, right? So I started um, I started with my eating disorder when I was in my very early teens. I was 12, 13 years old when I started um, developing anorexia, right? And it just continued on. And it was it was a very up and down battle, right? I was in and out of treatment for my entire teenage years. It got to the point that I knew that if I did not make a change, I was going to die. Anorexia has the highest mortality rate of all mental illness. Up to 20% of people eventually die from the disease. And a lot of those people die from suicide. And at the point that I was at, it was sink or swim right? Like had, I had already attempted suicide a couple of times. And so by the time I was in my 20s, I knew that if I didn't make a change, if I didn't learn how to live, live with myself, I was going to die. And so that really was what it was all about. Like it was honestly sink or swim, like the eating disorder is going to consume me, or I'm going to rise above it. And you know, for the first time, make that decide to make that change myself. And that's what I that's what I did. You you just said something so powerful. And I hope everyone caught this because you just said learning how to live with yourself. Mm -hmm. And I say, I, I say this so much that the one person that we're stuck with, <laughs> whether you like the word stuck or not, we're stuck with ourselves. So that's yeah. the most important relationship that I believe we have to have because you can't you can't walk away from you like you're for the whole lifetime. We're stuck with ourselves. So what would you say? What were some of those maybe like core aha moments or lessons that you learned that have made it easier for you to be aware of that and how you can take care of yourself in this process? 
Self-compassion was the number one thing that I had to learn how to do. And so I was in my early 20s when I finally decided that I deserved recovery, right? Like enough was enough. I needed to do this for me, right? Like I wanted more. I did not want to die of my eating disorder. And self-compassion was the thing that I had to learn how to do in order to heal my relationship with food, with myself, with my body, with everything. And when you spend so long in an eating disorder or any kind of mental health, um, mental health issue at all, I hated myself. I like deep down to the core hated myself. And I could not treat that mid 20s girl with compassion, right? Like I looked in the mirror and I I hated myself, I hated my body, I hated everything, right? And I blamed myself. There was so much guilt and so much shame associated with having had a mental illness for so long. But what I did, um, I had a therapist actually, who in my last treatment center, I went to residential treatment out in Canada, actually, because it's so expensive in the States, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, I went to treatment and I had a counselor there who was like, okay, you can't treat yourself with compassion currently. Let's go back a few years, right? How about 18? Can you look at that 18 year old girl who was raped? And can you say, I treat her with compassion. Nope, couldn't do that. Couldn't, I was not quite there yet, right? And so we went back farther, right? And I was like, okay, 13, when the eating disorder first developed, do I have any compassion for that girl? I didn't. I still blamed myself. I still thought it was all my fault. So we went back farther, right? And that is how I started. I had to go back far enough in my life where I saw myself with compassion. For the first time, I looked at myself as that 10 year old girl, I had obsessive compulsive disorder, right? So I couldn't stop washing my hands. And for the first time I could look at that little girl, that innocent girl and say, I am so sorry. I am so sorry that you are going through what you are going through. And then the self-compassion grew from there. So once I was able to treat that girl with compassion, I could treat my 13 year old self with compassion. Once I could treat that girl, I, it just went on and on from there. And so I'm at the point where I am today because of learning how to treat myself with compassion through all the stages of my life. Oh my gosh, that right there, that is what I will call, that's our mic drop moment. <laughs> that's a platinum nugget moment. Um, Because a lot of times we can look at ourselves and be so harsh and critical. And the eye opener for me was a similar situation where my best friend asked me, she said, what would you say to your daughter if she was going mm -hmm. through this? And that's when I was like, whoa, I would never ever talk to her in this way. I would never be so critical and frustrating. So what would you say, what would you say like that your goal for anyone that comes in contact with you, Julie, they walk away from you. They're touched by your life. They're touched by your purpose. What do you hope they walk away with? Women are so hard on themselves. So I own a clothing boutique, right? And we operate online and in our brick and mortar store. And my mission at that storefront is for every single person who walks through those doors to feel beautiful, to feel accepted, to feel respected, and to feel beautiful. I have heard over and over and over again, I am too fat. I am too this. I am too that. Like there are so many things that we as women say to ourselves that bring us down. And my purpose now is to stop that. That's what I, I refer to it as, well, it's diet culture, right? Like that message of us not being good enough. So my message is that you are good enough and you 
can learn how to accept yourself, love yourself, accept your body and all of its perceived flaws, right? Like none of us are perfect, but we're all perfect, right? We're all imperfectly perfect. That's a shirt. That is a whole like a coffee mug line and everything. So I would love to know how can we get connected with you? Tell us a little bit about your boutique and the best way that we can support what you're doing. Yeah. So to stay in contact with the boutique, the best place is definitely our Instagram. And that is just at Mary Rose NW as in Northwest Boutique. So Mary Rose NW Boutique is our Instagram. And that's the best place to follow us along. And it gives um, lots of fun little style tips and lots of lots of content on anti-diet culture, because that is what we are all about, empowering women and smashing diet culture. Yes, I would love to know if you're open to sharing the history behind your name. Um, is there a significant meaning to it? For sure. Mary Rose is actually my mom's middle name. And my mom has always been my number one support. If it, I can I can honestly say if it weren't for my mom, I wouldn't be alive. They saved both my parents saved my life many, many times when I was a teenager. Yeah. Gosh, I have so many more questions for you, but I know I'm like, but this show has a time limit. So <laughs> definitely um, stick around. Julie's not going to go anywhere. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, if you could put motorcycles in law together, what are your thoughts on that? Well, our next mm -hmm. guest is going to answer that question for you. It's kind of a cool story, so don't go anywhere. During this break, I want you to share with us in the comments. This is in line with what Julie just said. What is something that's amazing about you? What can we celebrate about you today? Mm -hmm. Not what um, I'm to this or I'm to that. I want you to come from the most positive, empowered direction of the two because you are just enough for where you need to be at this present time. So what can we celebrate with you? Let us know in the comments. And I just want to say a big thank you to Marie Edwards, who is sponsoring today's episode. And I love doing these sponsorship breaks because it's the reason I keep showing up. So shout out to anyone, all of you that have reached out to be featured on the show. If you are ready to get your finances in order to empower your goals and your dreams, then Marie is the person to talk to. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. If you have been looking for a sign, here it is. It is time for a financial wake-up call. We all use this daily, but how many of us really know how it works? What I'm talking about is money. And Marie Edwards is a financial educator, financial literacy, and professional advisor, helping millennial and Gen Z women understand how money works and how they can start making it work for them. So if this is something that you have had on your to-do list, it is time to check it off. Go to howmoneyworks.com forward slash Marie Edwards. That's M-A-R-I-E. E-D-W-A-R-D-S to book your free consultation or sign up for the next free class so that you can start making your money work for you. Ooh, that check it off woke me up <laughs> just now. So coming up next, we have another powerhouse. And like I said, she's going to help you figure out what is the commonality between motorcycles and law. Well, what I love about Dina is that she is the author of an amazing new work, the author of Common Sense Divorce, a topic that's not always easy to talk about, but she's managed to not only help others going through this, but she has a great story of her own. So welcome with me into the Be Inspired Cafe. Dina, how are you doing today? Good, Erica. How are you? All is well. So I want to jump straight into the motorcycles because I think that's the coolest thing. I'm borderline afraid to get on a bike. So you have a, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'll do a bike, but it has to be in a cul-de-sac, like away from traffic. Definitely can't get on the road. Um, I've been on one motorcycle and I almost jumped off. I was so afraid. So <laughs> how did you get into motorcycles? I'm curious. 
Well, I learned to ride a bike when I was 19. Okay. And then I didn't ride again until I married my current husband. And uh, he, the first date that we had, we went to his house and he, we, we went in the garage and he had me put on the helmet and I was like, I, I can't do this. Get this helmet off of me. <laughs> and then he got worried that uh, this wasn't going to work out. But sure enough, it did work out. And I was able to put the helmet on. I learned to, to ride a bigger bike than I had ridden before. And we rode um, all over the country, really, from uh, Seattle to um, New York and everywhere in between. So and uh, it was a lot of fun. We don't ride now because... My husband is older than I, you know, not older than me, but he's, he feels like he needed to get rid of the bike. So we did, but we keep talking about getting new ones. So who knows? <laughs> That's incredible. That's so awesome. I'm like, you can't judge a book by its cover because I feel like um, it's really cool when I find people that have an amazing career, but then you're also able to have fun and know what lights you up. So can you tell us just a little bit about what you do? Uh, maybe some more of those things that light you up and how you got started in the career path that you're in now. Well, I always um, had an interest in going to law school and being an attorney and um, even from a very young age. I never said it out loud to very many people because I didn't think it was ever going to be possible. And actually, it took me till I was 38 to get to law school. Um, and I graduated at 41. And that's pretty old <laughs> for somebody to start a brand new career, especially with a six and a four year old. Um, yeah. So we had uh, some interesting things happen, but um, I actually started in uh, representing Indian tribes and worked with a, an Indian gentleman named Browning Pipestem. And we went, again, all over the country uh, doing that, and that was fun. And during that, I also um, was the person that had to take care of all the divorces and family law matters that came in. And... Um, Unfortunately, he passed away. But uh, after that, I moved to Colorado and ultimately opened my own uh, law firm. And I knew when I was going to when I was talking about opening my own firm, I knew it was going to be a family law firm. Uh, that was where my heart was. And um, so I did that. And it's been um, it's been very rewarding. So you're you're one of those people that I'm like, it's like, yeah, you know, I just built an entire country. I made all these amazing things happen. And you're just like so calm and polite about it. My mind <laughs> is blown right now. I'm just going to let you know, um, because so often when we think about certain ages where you have to got to figure it out, you're 17, 18. What do you want to be for the rest of your life? And if we don't hit it by, let's say, 25, then it's a wrap. You're done. You are like no. <laughs> you're like blazing trail. So I would love to hear your thoughts. What encouragement would you have for someone that maybe they've felt like it's too late? And how were you able to keep pushing for things on your time frame and not worried about when people say we should do certain things? Are you upright and breathing? Because if you are, it's never too late. That's all I can tell you. Um, you know, the fact that I was 38 when I went to law school, I was in a section in law school that was, um, I guess, made for the older student because we had a whole lot of older students in there. And there was people there, uh, you know, seven, eight years older than me. Uh, in fact, my best friend in law school was a girl uh, that was eight years older than me. And she had been a butcher at Safeway. <laughs> and she decided to go to law school. So, I mean, 
you know, things happen. People, their, uh, their progress gets delayed for this or that. And especially women, because you want to have your children and, you know, do you, do you do your career first and then have your children? If you do that, you're going to be an older mother. Um, or are you going to do it the other way around? You know, I just did it as it came along. That's what I did. <laughs> you are just like so many good nuggets. I'm loving all the mic drop moments. I always say do the breath test and people are like, oh, what's that? I'm like, just take a deep breath. And they're like, Whew. and I'm like, yeah, so you still have breath um, in your body. So right. it's not too late. Right. Um, and so I love that you shared that. Was there ever a time um, where maybe before you decided to go to law school, I'm curious, like, what were you doing? And what was that moment that you said, you know what? No, I'm going for it. I'm going to do this. What was I doing before I went to law school? <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> I had a, I changed jobs every two years, whether I needed to or not. <laughs> I just was trying to make it. You know, I got a divorce in 1975 after a four-year marriage, and um, we didn't have any children or anything. But um, I then moved to Little Rock and uh, Arkansas. That's where I'm originally from, and um, I just did whatever came along. I did sales. I worked for the government. I, you know, I did all kinds of different things. So um, once I uh, married my uh, second husband, I uh, thought, you know, now's the time I need to decide if I'm going to go to school or not. And so I went to a junior college. Okay. And I got a two year degree uh, in legal being a legal assistant. My mother told me at the time that's all I needed to do because I had kids and a husband to raise, you know, kids to raise and a husband to take care of, and I should not be going any further. And she died about four months after that conversation, and I felt almost guilty going on and getting my undergrad, but I did it anyway because I knew I had to have that to get to law school, and that was always the ultimate goal. I'm going to like, I don't know. I feel like there needs to be a second show called Straight Talk with Dina. I love the way that <laughs> you're just cut to the chase. Like, let's get to the point. So I, I would love your thoughts on this for someone that maybe they're like wrestling with the naysayers, the um, and I can relate to that. And I love my mom, um, love my mom. Um, she passed away. But I remember when I was getting ready to take off into this new crazy career path that I'm in now that was crazy because it didn't fit the mold. She's like, whatever you do, please don't. I'll never get, please don't leave your job, Erica. Yeah. And, and you said something there with that, that two-year jump because it's something about when you, like you have a passion around something, nothing else is ever going to quite make sense or feel right. It's like, you're just kind of like taking up time. So what advice would you give to someone that's listening to all the naysayers and maybe they can't figure out how to drown out the noise so they can take the action they need to take? My advice is, you know in your heart what it is you want to do. I always knew I wanted to be a lawyer. And so, therefore, I became a lawyer. I mean, you have to get past all the people that are saying, oh, but this, that, the other, you know, it's not, that, that stuff's not important. What's important is that you get to your goal and do what you want to do. And it's the same way now. You know, I left my firm. We retired, supposedly retired. And, uh, and then I decided I would write a book. You know, it took about a year and a half uh, to rest up from being a litigator for 25 years. That's never a good thing. But anyway, and then I decided, well, I have all this stuff in my head that I need to write down. So I started writing it down and then ultimately it be became a book. So 
And that's, that's the next episode of Straight Talk with Dina. I love how you're like, and, and then I did it. And, and then yeah. we're on to the next. So tell us about the book, Common Sense Divorce. I'm so interested to learn about it. And how can we get our hands on it? There's one right there. Um, it's on Amazon, of course. And uh, you can also get it on my website at dinanielson.com. And basically, it's just a book for those that are in a marriage that they feel like they might be uh, not as happy as they wish they were, and they're looking around. Um, there's some advice for that situation, as well as people that are going through the process and are newly divorced as well. So at any process, um, and, you know, I was thinking about that this morning, and I think the book is for anybody, because um, if you're not going through a divorce, you know somebody that is, <laughs> generally. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, they said there was 780,000 divorces in the United States. That's a heck of a lot, if you ask me. So you multiply that times two, and that's how many people are being affected by that. So it's not a great thing to brag about, but certainly it is a, uh, something to consider. But um, those are the people I was thinking about, though, when I wrote the book. Wow. I, I'm telling you, like, it's just so straight to the point. I love I love your style. I love how you bring um, information forth. And I would talk to you forever, but we're going to jump into our final thoughts and bring Julie back up because I think it's so cool that you both have some similarities. And I'm noticing a lot of head nodding <laughs> as we're talking. We're all like, yes, amen. So welcome back, Julie. We're going to finish up with our final thoughts. I was. I was over here like, oh my gosh, yes, Dina. <laughs> yes. Uh, so one thing that I think is so cool about you both is that you have never allowed, um, never is a strong word, but I'm just going to stick with it. Never allowed time to define what's a, um, what you're able to do, how long you should stick to something, you go for it. So I would love to hear from both of you, what's, what's that major tip that you would have to get out of the confines of time and limitations to push forward? Um, we'll start with you, Julie. Don't let fear hold you back. That is, I used to, um, when I was first in my recovery, my mantra was do one thing every day that scared me, right? And so slowly over time, it got easier and easier to do like bigger, harder things because I could, I had built up that bravery, that courage muscle. So just do one thing every day that scares you. That's so good. It makes me think if you don't use it, you lose it. And that ability mm -hmm. to like step out is, is so true. What about you, Dina? What would you say Um Julie's advice is perfect, I would say, that don't be afraid because, I mean, if you have a passion in your heart that you want to accomplish something, mm -hmm. you just need to step out and do it. Be brave. Be the one that is the leader. Don't be the follower. That's what I would say. And just keep on going one step in front of another and you'll eventually get there. I love it. Y'all are just like some mic droppers today. So <laughs> just throwing these nuggets. So I want to just, I want to cap off with what's that final thing that you would hope the audience would get from um, hearing you today, or maybe even your takeaway um, from today, Julie, what do you, what do you want us to walk away with today? I want all of y'all watching to know that you are worthy of feeling beautiful. Love it. That's it. I, I love that. Love it. And Dina, what's that final thought for us? I feel better already. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Uh, what I would say is, uh, and I'm going to focus on the book um, and the advice there. If you're going through a divorce, um, you know, it's not the end. It may be the end of your marriage, but it's not the end of your life. 
And many people live way longer after their divorce than they lived before they got married. So you want to get past that hurt and that uh, feeling and even the guilt, if you're feeling guilt, um, most people do. You want to get past that as soon as you can and choose to be happy. So good. It reminds me, this is one of um, a Shirley quote. That's my mom. I was eating before I came and I'm going to be eating when I leave. She said that about anything, a job, a friendship, anything. Like, was I eating? Was I well? Then I'll be that when I leave. So you can't be so attached. That's right. <laughs> yes. So I want to say thank you to you both for taking time out. This has been straight talk with Dina and Julie, because you guys are dropping some straight nuggets. Um, so thank you for being on the show today and stopping by in the cafe. I have thoroughly enjoyed the tips and I'm going to go back and rewatch it a few times to take some notes. <laughs> yes. And for those of you that are watching right now, the best way that you can support us is tell a friend, tag a trailblazer. You can stay connected with me across social media at Erica Empowers. If this inspired you, if this encouraged you, comment wherever you're watching this or you can contact us. Let us know what's your takeaway today and go out and support Dina. Get your hands on Common Sense Divorce if you know someone that could benefit from it and start shopping with Julie because uh, that message just, it sticks with me too often. We think we're not enough. We need, we're to this, we're to that, but you are enough. You are beautiful. And both of you ladies are absolutely gorgeous. And the information that you have brought today was priceless. So thank you for tuning in. As I'm always telling you all, go out and make today amazing because it is absolutely a choice. Take care. For more inspiration, visit us online at ericalatrice.com.